0: Welcome to this Your Riding Success episode with Emily Bradshaw. Emily is a 21-year-old international dressage rider for Great Britain. Emily was shortlisted for the European team in 2015 and 2016 and selected for the British team at the 2017 European Championships with Remarkable, where they were the best British junior rider. At just 17 years old, she moved to Holland to train with Anne van Olst to improve her knowledge. After three and a half years of riding in the Netherlands and Germany, she is now back home at Bradshaw Dressage coaching training and competing horses. Here's Emily to share her story. Welcome to the Your Writing Success Podcast. My name is Natasha Roltoff and I'm a Grand Prix dressage writer from Australia, author of three books and a leading online trainer of writers all around the world wanting to take their writing to the next level. I'm also a chocoholic, mother of two amazing children and obsessed with helping writers be all they can be. Each week, I'm going to be bringing you stories of inspiration, ideas and strategies of how to make real progress in your writing and give you actionable advice on overcoming writing fear and anxiety so you can take your riding to the next level and be the rider you dream to be. So let's get into today's episode. Thanks so much for your time today, Emily. That's all right. Very, very excited to chat. You sound like a champion through and through, just reading your bio there. So let's talk about your journey and dressage. Where did it start? Were you always a rider? Were you always into horses?
1: Yeah, I think I was lucky that I grew up in a really horsey family. Uh, My mum competed internationally to small tour level and my grandparents always had their own yard and I'd always go and just be around them all the time. I think I was probably riding before I could walk. (laughs) So yeah, that was was really nice growing up, just being around the horses. Um, I fell into dressage completely by accident actually. I was more just kind of playing around, enjoying pony club, eventing, all of that. I never really intended just to go into the dressage. And then my mom, advanced Sally and came back from Lease when I was about 14. So I was still doing eventing and everything, but my mum was just like, oh, why don't you ride Barney a little bit? And then I ended up doing uh-huh. okay at home. And then she was like, oh, let's go and do a little show down the road. So we did an elementary and then two days later we did a medium. And then two days later, we did an advanced medium. And the week later, we did Summerford Premier League at junior level. All in about I two. Love <laughs> I love so it. I love it.
0: That's my, my mom. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. And when you were, um, I'm assuming, eventing, were you yeah. doing flying change? Like, were you high enough in the dressage for eventing? No. So when you started doing some trickier moves, did you start going, yeah. oh, this is a bit fun?
1: Yeah, like for me, I was like, "Oh, I get to do a flying change, and I get to do a pass." Whereas before, I was just like the dressage. It was important in the eventing, but it was only like novice level circles and a little bit medium or whatever. But it wasn't really a big part of it for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course,
0: yeah, I love it. Okay, so you're hot. It just, I love the, I love the fairy tale romance of it all. <laughs> and then I did this, and then I did this, and it just, I just kept winning. So. um <laughs> obviously was that part of it you were just like well this this is just so much fun and I just it just seems to be so easy I just want to check in at 14 I think I would have been quite naive going I think this dressage thing's pretty easy I got this yeah well to be
1: honest I never really thought about it that much it just kind of happened Mm. My mom was just oh we're gonna go we'll do that show and I was still going to pony club on the weekends with my friends and flying around and stuff so it was just like oh I'm gonna go and do a nice show oh, I get to wear a tailcoat okay like oh, yeah. <laughs> it was well, it well. was such a big deal it was just more fun
0: mm, totally get it yep okay um so then how did we get and how were you at school at 14 were you loving the school not so much into the school I was okay you know I did
1: I did okay in school like I got my GCSE exams which is like when you're 16 I did pretty good like I got good grades I passed everything and then I started like the college years like uh, 17 18 Um, and I started my first year but I was spending most of my time outside of school and training and away at things so I missed a lot and my teachers weren't very happy so it got to about Christmas and I was, my plan was to do my A levels and then leave and go and work on a yard or something. So I got yeah. to about Christmas and I was not doing very well at all. <laughs> so we kind of made the decision that maybe I'd, I'd leave and I'd go and do something a bit earlier than I planned. So yeah, I left, I left school and I went for a lesson with Carl, who I was training, Carl Hester then, who I was training with. And I was like, oh, so I left school. Um, what should I do next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he basically just was like, oh, I'll have a think. And then as we were like driving out of his place, he came running over and was like, oh, here's a phone number of a friend of mine. It was Anna Van Alst. And he was like, call her. And she's always got like a space available. She'll take you on for a bit. So I was like, oh, OK. So I Googled and I found out it was in the Netherlands and all of this. And it was like a massive deal. So I called her absolutely terrified. And (laughs) thank you so much for sharing that bit. (laughs) You were human. Totes. Yeah. I I was 16 years old at that point (laughs) when when I called her and I was just like, oh God, I've got to call this really scary person in another country. And she didn't answer the first time. And then she called me back and we had like a little chat. And then I ended up going over there for a tryout like the
0: next week. And yeah, a couple of weeks later, I was out there working with my horse. Wow that's amazing (laughs) so was there any um fear from you second guessing from you maybe I'll just go back to school or were you just pumped were you just like I'm gonna be
1: I was I know I always said to people and had it in my head like yeah I'm gonna go to the Netherlands and Germany and all this you know like it was always like my my goal my plan or whatever and then it just kind of happened a bit earlier than I expected so I was just kind of went with it.
0: I love it. So what age do you remember first saying I'm gonna to go to Germany and Holland? Oh, I must have been like twelve or something stupid. <laughs> awesome. And what about Olympics? Were you like at ten or twelve saying I'm going to be an Olympic rider? Oh God, I must have been about five. <laughs> ah! Oh, awesome awesome, <laughs> awesome 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 and did you ever um like and did you like say i'm gonna go to the olympics and if you're riding a pony at that time on squiggles or on misty oh like- yeah
1: bobby me and bobby were going all the <laughs> way my little 13 hand gray pony
0: Yes, bobby oh god i love it thank you so much for being honest and sharing because i think Like, I relate. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's totally happening. That's how it works. I've watched (laughs) International Velvet. That's how it goes. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, I remember being in the indoor arena on my own at home at night. My mother dropped me off and then abandoned me for a few hours because I'd take forever with my little cross pole up, jumping it like 15 times and
0: (laughs) imagining you were at the Olympics on the last fence or something. (laughs) Oh, that's. (laughs) So good. So, so good. Okay. So let's talk about you're 17 and you're learning. What are you learning? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Like, is this when you start to realize, oh, there's so much I don't know? Um, or were, what was going on? Honest,
1: honestly, it was just like so amazing and like this huge whirlwind that I, it never really like kicked in until about maybe a year later or something that mm. I was like, oh, God, I'm actually like in this amazing place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just turned up and I just remember like, I, when I arrived Lottie, I live with Lottie Fry. So I was, she kind of showed me round and she was like, this is the stable. And I just remember like walking through the doors and seeing all of these like amazing black stallions row after row and this huge indoor, like I'd come just from, we have a nice little yard at home and it's a small professional yard, but it's nothing on the scale of what they have out there. Like it was just, and then I like met Negro and, everdale and glad and i was just like so in awe of all of these horses and people and everything it was just yeah really amazing experience especially when i was so young like i i think i was the youngest person there by about three or four years or something but it was just cool like to be walking horses in the indoor in the morning and everyone's like training around you and working so like to a high standard and a high level
0: yeah I love everything that would have gone in via osmosis. Like you're so yeah. young, your brain's still developing. It just goes in. It's like, yeah, this is this is reality. This is your world. This is how it goes. And there's no yeah. questioning or this was just what you knew. So what an amazing gift.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like just to work, like I, work, I did like a working student position for about three years. So I was doing, in the beginning, like a lot of warming up and tacking up and helping like everybody a lot, which was cool because I got to work with like, Olympic grooms that knew so much I didn't I didn't even know how to plait like I went there always plaited my horses for me and I was I got there and I was going to a show a few weeks later and I said oh yeah my mom's coming over and all of this and and I was and then I had to plait something and Anna was like yeah you you can't go to the show unless you're plaiting your own horse (laughs) so in about a week I had to learn how to plait and sew and do it all really nice but now it's that's the part that I really like you know making the horses look perfect and all neat and everything so yeah there was a lot to learn but it was a great place to go and learn everything you know see all of it
0: yeah so much better than like going to uni and learning oh that, and-
1: that was like my bit. university I think I worked yeah, there for wow. three years and I learned about life and you know everything And definitely looking after myself a little bit more like it was the first time I ever properly lived away from home. Like I went Mm. in holidays sometimes to some yards, like eventing and stuff, but I never really was just in a big house with a lot of other people. It was like a student house, so I had to learn to like look after myself and cook and not just live off pancakes and Nutella, which was difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's a fine strategy. Um, yeah, no, huge, huge. Okay. And did you have any goals for your time there? You mentioned you brought a horse over.
1: Yeah. So I, I was lucky. I took, um, remarkable or Alfie, my older junior horse with me. And then after I've been there a couple of months, I brought a young horse over as well. Mm -hmm. So I got the two there. So with Alfie, it was just like, I'd already done a few junior internationals with him in England at heart at uh Hickstead and Adlington and yeah I was just hoping that I could do a few more there so within a couple of months I was there I went to New and St. Joseland in the Netherlands and Rosendaal and Hagen so that was that right. was oh yeah the young one I just wanted to, to
0: have something that I could train there and that was also really good to take him <laughs> get some because it's yeah different what do you do so now you always have those learnings with a young horse this is what we focus yeah. on this study yeah what That's was if you wanted to summarize like what is that training principle that you learnt at that time with a young one oh um i think like I... what were they always screaming at you about
1: <laughs> well because because i i kind of started off in dressage at like just running through the higher levels like oh this is fun all the movements and everything yeah and I just thought, oh, you just steer around and you just do all the movements, but
0: mm-hmm. you don't
1: realize the, the groundwork and the basics mm-hmm. that go into that. You just think, oh, I just do a half pass and then, then they do a fine change. No, you have to teach all of that. You have to put all of that in, but all of the movements are like the easy bit. If, if you yeah. have the basics really, really good and they're, you know, really on the, on the leg and on the seat and, and supple and everything you can, you can do everything then. But I kind of, missed that little step yeah I guess. well the big that big step because yeah yeah I, yeah did the, the
0: minute detail <laughs> of
1: everything that yeah, is but actually important <laughs> I was competing at maybe advanced medium level but I just didn't have that that real ground groundwork. Okay. so I yeah. yeah that was like the majority of my time and effort spent on that because Alfie right. my junior horse he was already trained to, to that level like advanced level but I had to keep just doing all the basic work and making sure he was supple and that he was active and, you know, listening and, and doing everything so that we could do all the movements really well and not just steer around the test and get an okay score. Then we, we started to do really well when we, when we got that better.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. Okay. So um, you then did some further training in the Netherlands and Germany. What was that experience like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, after, Van,
1: yeah, after Van Alst um, I actually had some lessons with my current trainer, Bert Rotten, um, which I really, really enjoyed. So he, we managed to arrange for him to come over to our place and he did one clinic. Um, but I got, I just got back to the UK and found it pretty tough. Like I'd left all of my friends behind in the Netherlands that I'd made like over the last three years and everything. And, and the yeah, the, and the yeah. so gorgeous, I, I mean. like moved back in at home which was really yeah. weird because I'd been mm. away for so long and it was okay but I was just missing them so much and wanting to get back out there so I just made a little bit of maybe a panic decision just to go and start the first job that I found um, so I went to Germany I was home for about a month and then I went to to Germany just to be back closer to the, them again um, I'm not gonna say I regret it because it helped me see clearer what I wanted and that definitely yeah, wasn't. Everything's it. a learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. It definitely made me think my decision through a bit more because it was just like yeah. really isolated and lonely. I was the only person living on site. There was no Wi Fi, no signal. Um, yeah, I stayed for about five months in the hope that it'd get better, but I decided to good come back in August. Like
0: connection.
1: it just it just wasn't wasn't for me. But it was a good learning experience, but it just wasn't the situation that I wanted to be in for myself or my horses.
0: Yep, brilliant. Okay, so um, let's talk about you were shortlisted for the European team in 15 and 16 and then selected for the British team in the 17 European Championships with Remarkable, where you were the best British junior rider. Did that kind of sink in or, like, what did that mean to you? Honestly, like, then I was, I just didn't even think about it. Like, it's, it I sounds...
1: It. So weird but it was all just like a blur everything just kind of happened and I never really had big big goal and plan and it was just more like a process so 2015 I was like oh wow I'm you know shortlisted that's so cool but I knew I wasn't gonna get on the team but it was just cool to be there in 2016 I was like a little bit disappointed but I knew that I hadn't done quite enough Mm -hmm. Uh, and then yeah 2017 it just flew by so fast I I wish I'd maybe like slowed down and just like enjoyed it a little bit more it was yeah like the run-up to those shows is always a bit busy and stuff but it was a little bit more stressful um not particularly with training but more with me constantly being in trouble for something (laughs) like um I was doing a lot of silly things like losing keys or my horses escaping or forgetting to lock a door at night check like basically anything I could have done wrong I don't know what it was it was like I got stressed because I did something stupid and then ended up messing something else up because I was so busy trying not to mess up again so it was all Mm. a bit like I was constantly being told off quite rightly because I did daft things but it was just that year of me making silly mistakes I think but, yeah, I was so busy trying not to mess up that I wasn't really focused on the rest of it. So it all kind of went quite smoothly with the riding side, I guess. But, yeah. And is remember... the
0: riding, Yeah, you go.
1: No, it's all right. I, I just remember the Europeans being, like, really calm, but almost too calm. Because
0: yeah, like, it was, I...
1: there was nothing else with...
0: then, you could relax. Yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> I was constantly waiting for something to go wrong or I was going to, like, do something, but it didn't. So I ended up feeling, like, a little bit too relaxed. Um, And we had good rides, but I was a bit mad at myself because I made some silly little mistakes in the test, which was really unusual. Like we'd have a really good, a strong year before that, but I guess I was better when I was a little bit stressed than too (laughs) relaxed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, do you get nervous before you compete? Do you just love it? Are you like, bring it on? Like I'm here to shine? No, not. I'm not normally really nervous, more like.
1: I just get like adrenaline like I want to I want to go sometimes it'll be an hour before the test time and I'm like I just have to go for a run or something I have to do something like I'll be all dressed and ready like no I'm just going to take my coat off and go for a quick jog around the car (laughs) okay very (laughs) unique I've got to go you know like I feel like
0: even if it's not time I need to do something I have to have to go (laughs) yeah 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 and um you started inventing and your mother is a successful rider and has trained with some of the best trainers yards and competed around the world what's it like having your mum to work with and lean on
1: um honestly we didn't actually really work together until sort of when I came back from Germany this last year and a half now um she kind of left me to just do my own thing when I was younger which was probably better for our relationship then really um (laughs) I I had a yeah, so I had <laughs> with some other trainers or I'd just ride on my own after school and she'd kind of, she'd always be there to keep an eye to make sure I didn't do anything really silly or something. But yeah, yeah she she kind of just let me do my own thing, which was nice. But then I came back from um, Germany and we just started to work together a little bit more. She really helps me with, with the younger horses as well. Uh, we always joke that her daily exercise is jogging around the arena with a lunge whip. <laughs> And yeah, it's nice. Like we bounce ideas off each other better. I think we work really well together now. It's like neither of us tells each other what to do, but we just have a really good like
0: discussion together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: actually
0: Yeah. Awesome. So what would you say is, uh, the highest career highlight so far? You're so young. I'm so like, I I love talking to you young people. (laughs) Um, you've got a whole life ahead of you, but in your short little gorgeous life, what is like the the lowest point that you've had in your writing where you've just gone? uh, Like, have you ever thought I want to give up? Have you ever thought, is it worth it? Have you ever thought, um, oh, that just sucks.
1: Yeah, I think I'll, I'll give you the low bits first and then I'll give you some highlights <laughs> yeah. so I think probably I, after the Europeans 2017 the last years had all been about like juniors and with Alfie and everything and he after that he was 19 or 20 so we mm. decided to let him go back to the UK to retire so that was hard like I kind of my best friend went home you know and I worked with he'd been with me since the beginning at Van Oals, yeah. so that that was tough and then we actually um, lost him six months later to colic and I couldn't mm. be back in the UK to to see him or say bye or yeah. anything that was that was yeah. really hard yeah um, and then I think for, for me as well like the last weeks that I was in Germany I mm. just got myself in a bit of a bad place mentally mm. just, you know mm-hmm. get home and you just have to carry on and and just be normal until you can go home and, and just relax again. So that was, that was a little bit tough, but I try not to think back too much on it because otherwise it just kind of drains your positivity, I guess. So mm. mm. you just like constantly got to be moving forward and, and not think back to those not so nice times.
0: <laughs> yeah. And look, if it does help, I was speaking to friends of mine, um, and we were looking back because yeah. we've been we're a little bit further down the road than you. <laughs> and we were looking back, and we had to bring, like I said, let's play a game. What are the three worst things for everyone that can't see us on the audio I have my I've got my air quotes on worst things that have happened to us and we tracked all three worst things actually meant this happened this happened this happened, this happened which turned into something extraordinary so it's always the learnings or the something that made you think different or do something different that led you down a different path which then led you to xyz definitely yeah yeah for sure I love it all right so the best bit what's the best bit
1: oh um well I think I'm a bit too young to say like what
0: mine my- <laughs> it's coming baby <laughs> best bit.
1: Um, I'm hoping it's going to be much more in the future but I think there's yeah. a lot of things that meant a lot at the time so I think definitely my first really big thing for myself was winning the freestyle at Higstead CDI with Alfie and yeah. um, <laughs> thing just went like perfectly we got like 73 percent. it was just easy it was the nicest feeling and i just remember them like saying my score and i knew i'd won and i felt like i'd won the olympics yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> it's that moment it feels incredible and i won't i won't really forget that that was my only international win so far so I that was pretty that. special i also had a really amazing ride with him at hagen in the cdio junior class yeah um, it was the best he'd ever gone. I remember it was like thunder and lightning, and I'm really afraid of lightning. So I was like stressed for the whole warm up, and Anna was like, It's okay, it's okay. You know, I know it's the last selection before the Europeans. And I was like, It's not that. It's You're like, light. I'm going to get on my <laughs> <laughs> And we we're in the middle of this beautiful forest in Germany, and the lightning is striking around us. But he was just on fire. Like, and we rode the best test. I just remember coming out, and Anna said one of the very few times she's told me that she was like proud of us and that we did a really good job and I just remember her like high-fiving me and thinking oh it's like it's all worth it like this is this is what it should be like you know
0: that's so, amazing and then
1: I we kind of knew once we got my score there we got like a high 68 or something that I was on the team and like I'd made it that year so that was just like a big relief and that we'd done it you know so yeah that that was really amazing that is so cool yeah and then definitely like this year I've had a few like really nice highlights again I've had enjoy back out at international level um so we got like a plus 70 in Belgium this year before the Europeans which meant that we could go to the Europeans and I just love it when it gets to those like that sh- you know it's the sh- that show before a big championship and you've gotta like you've gotta get a good score and you've gotta do yeah. it, and it just, like feels so much more like, real, and like, you're really on it. So, I always go into the warm up feeling like, I've got to do this. I've got to, like, this is the day. Like, it has to come off today. Yeah. And I think, I like it. yeah, no, don't worry about it <laughs> die. I like putting the extra pressure on myself. Yeah. But you know? you've got a coach there to like bounce off it with you. And then you just yeah. go into that arena feeling like, I'm so ready. I've, I've got to do this now. So, yeah, that was really.
0: Yeah. Very cool. All right. So now you work at Bradshaw Dressage. Tell us a little bit more about what you do there. Um, Yeah. So it was kind of just quite a
1: natural thing. Like I came home and my mom's already was already running like a small business at home. She was riding a little bit and she does a lot more coaching. So I just kind of came in and we started working together and um, yeah, we basically train mostly our own and clients horses coach some other riders and then bring on young horses in preparation for sale and also help people find horses for themselves if they're looking so mm-hmm. yeah lots of different things but I think mum takes on more a lot more of the coaching side of it whereas I do a lot more riding and training the horses kind of together I do have like some students as well but that's sort of our little dynamic that we have <laughs>
0: Yeah. So what does a week, a normal week or a normal day in that week look like for you? Um, oh, I think it varies, but
1: I, I mostly ride pretty much all day and then teach like a few students in between. I try to give myself at least a half day off every week, but it just depends like how busy I am or if I am like really feeling tired, then I will make sure I give myself time. But if I like sit at home for half a day or something I'm just itching to get back and ride or or do something I, f- I feel like I can't leave it you know it's like my children are at the
0: stable or something <laughs> I love it and how many horses you said you pretty much ride all day with a couple of lessons is that five horses yeah. ten horses um
1: between sort of eight and ten yeah like- yeah and all <laughs> raging
0: in different age and different- yeah like
1: at the moment we have some from two and a half year old that are just starting lunging and then I also have enjoy my he's now eleven, he's coming up to Grand Prix hopefully next year. So <laughs> do you ride him first? Do you go like most advanced? I, I do him second. So I have like not a warm-up horse, but I like to feel like I'm, you know, ready for him to really give him everything. So Cool.
0: <laughs> do you do any um, gym work or any anything else or it's just horses and sleep and horses and sleep
1: <laughs> well with with the lockdown and everything it's been a little bit difficult yeah. I like to go into the gym and I've been working with a personal trainer and we do like one to one. I I, I like to to see someone face to face you know I I'm, can't do it on my own or something yeah. so I was working maybe two or three times a week with a personal trainer but then, obviously, we've gone into lockdown again, so I have a few exercises that I'm doing at home just to try and keep a level of of fitness and a little bit strength. but, yeah, I do like going into into the gym and just being in a like another kind of training atmosphere, I guess, yeah, yeah. And it's nice to go in and be the complete beginner, you know, like I always feel like I know absolutely nothing, and I just want someone else to- t- like to tell me everything that I need to do and and I can just feel like the total beginner again. <laughs>
0: that's awesome (laughs) love it awesome okay um and so what are your your future goals so um like your your yearly goals and then have you got is enjoy going to 2024 in your mind or what's what's the 10 year plan
1: well short term I just love to keep training like I've got some really really nice horses in that are younger and coming up so yeah, that'll be exciting to see what, what they do. And I think I would definitely like to do a Grand Prix with enjoy in the new year. We're still training and getting him strong enough for it, but have a good go at that. And then longer term, I'd have to say under 25 and then senior teams would be a definite, definite dream of mine. Like it always has been. So.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Super. And um, is there any one piece of advice or a quote or a motto that you live by? four only one <laughs> <laughs> go for it give me 10
1: <laughs> um I'd have to say just dream big stay positive work hard but really enjoy the journey because you spend more time working towards your goals than you do actually in that little moment where the goal comes together and it all happens so
0: yeah good um and any kind of what is your training philosophy like if you were if someone was is, is at home training their pony maybe they don't have a lot of access to coaching all the time and they're just trying you know they're seeing it on the olympic they see the olympics on tv and maybe they go to their show and they see like an elementary test they're like okay well I got to move the shoulders it seems and I got to move the hind legs and <laughs> cross um what would you suggest that they should be focusing on or doing
1: um basics 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 like you know it's all about dressage is just one big transition isn't it if you (laughs) have big transitions and you can bend both ways through the body then you can do everything to Grand Prix basically but I definitely say you know be really disciplined and focus yourself but also make sure you get a really good support team get get yourself a good coach even if you can only afford to go once a month or every six weeks or whatever find someone that will wants to help you and wants you to succeed. And is like helping you with your goals and, you know, is completely there for you in your journey. Find that. It's not easy, but find it. I was
0: going to say, I don't know how many of those people are out there, but, but they are. Trust
1: me. They, yeah. they really, really are. You just have to find it and, and then go with that. And, and everything they tell you to do, write it down, video your lesson and you work yeah. on that until the next one. And then you can move on again and again and again, you know, don't just think you've got to go it alone. You've got to find, find someone to, to be behind you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's gold. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do you have any sponsors you'd like to mention?
1: Yeah, I have a handful. Um, I only really work with these people because like I've, I've used their products forever, literally since I was on little hairy ponies, they've they, like, me, been with me, you know, so I have, um mickery embroidery services were like one of my first ones and then freedom saddlery flying changes bespoke jackets and tailcoats which are just beautiful um bailey's horse feeds and then NAF as well what's NAF? um it's the the supplements company
0: oh yeah cool great awesome and where can listeners find you on social media are you on tiktok (laughs)
1: <laughs> I well, I I keep downloading and then deleting it because it annoys me. So much. But I use it to make like nice videos, which I then post on my Instagram. So, my Instagram is Emily Bradshaw one um, two three. My Facebook is Emily Bradshaw Dressage.
0: Great. And, um, if people want to get in contact with bread dressage, that's the best way to get in contact with you. Yeah,
1: definitely send me a, a message on Instagram or Facebook and I'll get straight back to you.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Anything else you want to add or anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Oh
1: gosh, you put me on the spot now.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I just hope that everyone found this a little bit useful and they enjoyed our little chat. <laughs>
0: I'm sure your journey is something, you know, that they can just see the bit, the bits that um, like, to me, I always think about why are people successful or why do people have results? And yeah. I think you've said it so well, um, especially that bit in Germany. There's a lot of people, I can't believe you did five months. A lot of people would have done five hours. <laughs> That's like, stick
1: out, So, you know, that, you know, mm. you, like it's not easy, but know that you can cope with it and you can make yourself you know, do something, even if you're, if you're not a hundred percent sure, but make sure you get sure before you make a decision to either get out or go somewhere.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. And I think that's been a big thing for your success that you um, did travel to get that basic learning yeah. and to get, and you did like an, an, an education, a university, it was hours after hours after hours, but there's a, a lot to be said about your tenacity and your commitment and your complete belief, like you and sorry, what was your pony's name again? the one that Bobby. was going to the Olympics, you and Bobby, Bobby. Um, like that, that's that got to okay. always start it.
1: Oh, little Bobby.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and um, good good luck. I can't wait to see you, give me a message when you do your first Grand Prix <laughs> so we can celebrate you. Oh,
1: uh, thank you. So nice to talk to you.
0: Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: To stay up to date with the latest content, don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast. Go on, hit subscribe. I'd love if you would also love to leave us a review to help us how we could do better or make this even more amazing for you. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Your Writing success and natasha.altoff.